Welcome to the evolution of culture, hustle culture, which has naturally played itself out. Welcome to the Hustle Culture Hater Club Podcast. We don't glamorize hustle. We promote empowerment over exhaustion. Your life, your biz, your rules. And now your host, Heather Kehoe, bringing F-bombs and truth bombs. This is the Hustle Culture Hater Club. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome back to the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast. And I just want to take this moment again to give a big thank you um, to all our listeners. I really, I really, really appreciate it. When I started this thing over a year ago, um, I had no idea what to expect. And my goal was like, I just want to talk and I just want to tell stories and I want to share stories of other amazing people who have you know, experience burnout, who have, you know, been addicted to the hustle culture, who have done the work on themselves through the mindset, you know, the mindset work, the mental work, the physical, emotional work, and and just telling stories that if one person out there, um, it can help or it resonates with just one person, that is, you know, that's making a difference. So I just want to thank you again for, um, for listening and for subscribing and liking. And again, you can find us at pretty much any, uh, of your favorite podcasting platforms. So appreciate it. And with that, let's get right into it. So today, like you, well, not just today, but you know, I am a huge advocate for setting boundaries and for saying no to the hustle culture, right? And and um, coaching, you know, women on finding, getting that clarity of what they really, really want, and um, you know, finding other ways. I would say non traditional ways, and this is a whole other podcast that we will definitely, definitely talk about. But um, you know, creative ways to make income without, without having an OnlyFans account. No, no offense to anybody out there who's got an OnlyFans account, rock on, right? Or you're sending pictures of your feet or whatever you're doing. That's cool. But for a lot of us, that's just not what we want to do. It was, it was about creating extra income without sacrificing your family time and trading time for money, right? Like we've done it so often. That is what we have been taught is just You got to work, work, grind, grind. That's the only way to be successful. That is what we have been taught. We have also been taught that in order to be successful, and I'm going to put that in quotations, you got to be living an or life. And what I mean by that is today I want to talk about, are you living an and life? Or are you living an or life? What I mean by that is society likes to tell us that, okay, you can be a successful entrepreneur, business person, or you can spend time with your kids, or, you know, you can be a great parent and a present parent. If you listen to people and, and people that have 
spent their life dedicated to their work. And I'm going to tell you right now, at the end of the day, nobody is going to get up at your funeral and read the eulogy and brag about how much you work. If, if that is, if, if that is what's going to light you up, there's not going to be many at your funeral. I'm going to tell you that. And when it comes down to, it's really deprogramming and unlearning what we have been taught. Because that old way is you just got to hustle and grind and keep going and just keep making the money, keep making the money. It's all about the money, 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 money. Money does not define success. Okay. That could definitely be a factor. But if that is all that defines success for you, I feel sorry for you. I really, really do. I think you have a very, very sad life because that was me. I was definitely living an or life. I was not living an and life. So I was not being the successful entrepreneur and a present mother and a present spouse and taking time for myself. No, I was, I'm Heather. I am a entrepreneur addicted to my work. If I'm not that, I guess, well then, or I could be a great mom, a present mom, a present spouse, going on holidays to having self-care days, you know, looking after my mental, spiritual, and physical health. I lived that. I lived that for years until I went through a massive burnout because I had been programmed like that. And I'm here to tell you, if you are not living an and life right now, I really, really invite you to start pivoting. Start thinking about ways that you can make a change. Because if your life is just all about money and that is what you think the pinnacle, you know, the almighty success is. I'm going to tell you something. Money can be gone instantly, instantly. And then what are you left with? Your family that you have had zero, you know, communication with or barely spent any time with them, your kids that barely know you, um, your friends that, well, he don't have any more. When it comes to the end of the day, and maybe this is something that as we get older, we realize that it's the people in our lives that are, you know, to me, that is, that is success. And I was listening to this one podcast and it was, it was very interesting. Um, he talked about a, uh, a coach, I think it was maybe in the NFL and he spoke about this coach. He didn't say any names, but about this coach being like a real, like a championship coach, like won tons of, you know, what Super Bowls or whatever it was just amazing, amazing coach. And he had a family and I think it was at maybe the daughter's graduation or something like that. The daughter got up and she, you know, she thanked her mom. She's like, Rom, I really, you know, thank you for being here for this and supporting me and, and doing this for me and that for me. And she said, you know, dad, 
there's really not a lot to say because you just weren't there. And I think, (sighs) oh, I still see that so much with people. And I remember being that way, right? Being to the point where it's like my validation was busyness. My validation wasn't making sure I was at all my kids' functions. It was busyness for other people, people that don't really matter. I mean, at the end of the day, they're going home to their families and they're doing their thing. And you've missed out on so much. And that story really hit home to me because I think, wow, you know what? This guy who portrays this like uber successful has it all together, but he doesn't. He was never there, never there for his daughter. And they grow up and they move away and they don't forget. Okay. And I just thought, man, (laughs) oh, that one really, that one really hit me. That one hit me hard. Um, And I thought, wow, that is one guy who was living an or life. The, you know what, I am this amazing coach. I can either be this amazing coach and the successful coach, or I can be a present dad. I can be a supportive dad. And it's so sad because all it would take is some work of unlearning that old way, that toxic, toxic way that it had to be, or not that it, it was really, and that he could have had all of that, right? But it's just our way of thinking. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to at the end of the day, if you were to die tomorrow, what's important in your life? Is it the amount of hours you worked? Is it that you worked a hundred hours a week? Nobody cares. And, and here's another thing. We are 100% replaceable. Now, even if we own our own businesses, okay, somebody can buy our business. If we're gone, our business can be sold. If you work for a corporation, if you work for, you know, any employer, it isn't that you're not important. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that at all, but you are replaceable. And so when I see people bending over backwards, killing themselves for somebody else all the time for what? And it's time to put shit into perspective, right? Because we were not just put here to work and work and grind every day and die. We just weren't. And it's not saying that you cannot make a great income. And, and what drives me nuts is when I see you know, you see this a lot on social media, like, oh yeah, be successful. You can have this mansion and this Ferrari and all this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't really want, like, I don't want a Ferrari. That doesn't mean anything to me. And like a mansion. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. You know what? I sure. I'd love, you know, this big house on the ocean. Um, but I would rather have the experiences have the moments with the people that I care about by working smarter, setting boundaries, revamping my priorities. And that's what it really, really comes down to. Because, you know, some people say to me, like, how are you okay? Like, how do you do this, Heather? How do you run this real estate business? You've had this for 10 years, right? And you're 
you're always one of the top realtors, but you still like, you've got other businesses, you've got a coaching business, your online, you know, digital marketing, affiliate marketing businesses. Um, you travel, you're at all your kids sport. How do you do it? And you know what? It's, I'm really fucking good at saying no. I'm really good at saying no, but I'm also really fucking good at saying yes to me and to the things that serve me. And so if you're sitting here and you're listening and you're like, man, yeah, yeah, I struggle with that because most people are yes people. I'm going to tell you that right away because they come at it from this very negative view. They're like, oh, if I say no, it's going to hurt me, which is just a bullshit story. You tell yourself that is a bullshit story. Okay. You're going to say no. And they're like, whatever, they'll go ask somebody else. Honestly, I'm not kidding. Believe me, I do it. And they go ask somebody else. And I don't have to ever give an explanation. It's just no. No, it's not for me. It's not for me. And once you start doing that, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. Right? I've got all this time. I'm doing things I really, really want to do. Now, okay, I still do dishes and laundry and shit like that, which, okay, it's not doesn't light me up. But when I'm working who I'm working with, what I'm working on, and how I'm spending my time is 100% in my control. 100%. And so that's something people really struggle with because they're like, okay, I get this. Like, I want to have that and life. I really, really do. But, oh, I feel bad if I say, I feel bad if I don't do this. And well, I've been doing this for so long that like, oh, what if I say no? Holy shit, things change. I'm telling you, you know, my old coach always says to me, he goes, you are the queen of pivoting. Like I've never seen anybody pivot as much as you. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do a course on that, how to pivot in 2024, pivoting like a pro, because I'll tell you, things change constantly. And just because something worked for you then does not mean it's going to work for you now. So maybe saying yes to something you know, five years ago that you just keep saying yes to, that was great back then. Things have changed. Priorities have changed. Maybe you've got more kids. You've got a different job. Like there's so many factors. You can say no. You got to learn to give yourself permission saying no and saying yes to you. Because think about it. We all have those times where it's like, oh, fuck. Every, every cell in my body is saying no, but no, we don't say yes. And then we hate it. Okay. We either, you know, an invitation to some party we don't really want to go to. And then we go and we have a shitty time. All right. Because we never should be there. And there's no explanation, right? Or a client that you just know, like, oh my God, they're going to be the biggest pain in the ass. We say yes. And they are the biggest pain in the ass. And the more you start to really honor your intuition, I always say to people, When you get asked this question or when this comes up, how do you feel in your body? What is your first reaction? And they're like, oh, I feel like very joyful when that happens. Okay, that's a yes. That's a hell yes. But if if you have that, oh God, you're just like, oh, I have to do this with this person. That is a no. That is a hello boundary needs to be set. Pivot, pivot alert, time to pivot. And you have to honor that right? 
you gotta get past this whole, oh, but don't know, gonna be mad at me. Oh my God, how old are we, people? I'm gonna be 50 in October. And I'm telling you, if somebody's gonna get pissed off at me because I'm saying no to whatever it is, I don't really give a shit. All right? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like they'll get over it in a day. Okay. So it's learning to say yes to yourself if you want to live that and life. And I highly suggest that you do because once you start realizing like, oh, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this, you start to get rid of the shit that doesn't fit in there. It just kind of starts falling off and you start letting go. And sometimes it can feel really uncomfortable. It can almost feel like, like a death, almost like a mourning because you, you've been doing this for so long, right? And it's like, ah, oh, oh, I got to, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to feel weird and uncomfortable. And the universe is going to test you by like, oh, come on, just this one time. No. I'm going to tell you, don't get sucked into that. I've done it. I've done it. And then you're mad at yourself. Why did I do that? Right? Why did I do that? It's like that ex-boyfriend where you guys break up and then you get drunk one night at the bar and you see him and you're like, oh, just one time we'll get to... Yeah. No. No. And cut the cord. Done. So let's get back to boundaries because I love boundaries, man. I just love them. And I love when we do the reframe of boundaries, where it's saying yes to yourself, right? And taking that negative out of there. So in order to really start living an and life, the number one thing you have to do is set boundaries. Okay. That's it. That's what you really need to do. You need to start with setting boundaries. So how do you do that? Well, first of all, you need to get really really clear on what it is that you really want. It's getting very, very intentional. Okay. That's the thing. A lot of people go into this and they're like, well, I just, you know, I want to spend more time with my family and I want to blah, blah, blah. And I want to do this and this. And I'm like, okay, okay, great, great, great. But let's break it down. Okay. Let's, let's start breaking this down into, okay, how many, uh, what are you going to do for work right now? Let's break this down. Let's take, you you know, your daughter has, or your son has practice or something from four to five. You need to be there. You got to schedule that out. You you write on your calendar before anything else that goes in there. That goes in there. We're so used to putting work first, work, 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 and then filling in with family and personal last. How fucked up is that? Like how messed up is that? Okay. Now I'm not talking, if you have a, you know, a job you go to and you're there eight to four, I get it. Okay. I get it. But when you're done that job, then you're present with the other people in your life and doing what you've committed to doing, right? Not sitting on Instagram for three hours when you say you're going to be at your kid's practice or you're going to go to yoga or whatever. When you're an entrepreneur, right? And we don't have these certain, you know, t- 
times that we need to be at work, right? And we, so many of us set our own schedule. And you, you would be shocked at the amount of people who take their schedule and fill it to the brim. And I'm like, what are you doing? With some of the women I coach, I'm like, give me that to-do list right now. There are 50 things on here for you to do in the next two days. How the fuck is that ever going to get done? It's not. What are you doing? Right? It's like that validation that we need to be so busy. And so you start filling in all of this and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, so my kids got piano lessons at this time and I need to take them. And then, no, I guess I didn't work out again today. And it's like, okay, this is how the snowball into hustle culture and burnout begins. Oh, it's just this week. No, 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 no. No, believe me. Take it from me. That's how it starts. And then two years later, you look back and you're like, oh my Lord, I can't get out of this. I need help. I need real help. So do yourself a favor. You take the non-negotiables in your life. And I call those like yourself, right? Because here's the thing, you got to look after yourself in order to look after anybody else. Yourself, you know, your family, if you have kids, dogs, whatever you need to do, and you put it in your calendar. And that goes in there first. Then you schedule work around that. So if you know that you need to drop off a kid at 8 a.m., why in the fuck are you scheduling a meeting at 8 a.m.? Do you know the amount of people I've coached that do that? And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, I just, you know, I thought that was better for the client. Really? This is your business, right? When you book the meeting with them, did you say, uh, what, what did you say to them? Right? Because mostly they'll be like, what time works for you? Instead of saying, okay, you know what? Tuesday, I'm available at 8.30 or 9.30. Not at eight o'clock, people, because you're dropping off your kid, right? But say you're like, oh, hey, client, what time are you available? And they're like, yeah, eight o'clock. And you're like, oh, okay, great. And then you hang up and you're like, shit. Now, what am I going to do? Well, let me just tell you, you gave the reins to your client. Like you've, you're already have lost control. Like stop creating the chaos. Okay. So number one, setting boundaries, get really clear on what it is you want. Right. Second of all, set boundaries for you. So number one, we're going to get really, really clear, clear on the boundaries. What are they going to be? What are the time chunks going to be? Then you're going to set the boundaries for you. Okay. Talking about you, what's important in your life, your family, your work. Then number three, you're going to set the boundaries for others. So Jane Smith over there, who is always asking you to do 8 million things and you keep saying yes, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be setting boundaries. 100%. Right? And that's hard for a lot of people. They're like, how can I say no? You just say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because guess what? Jane Smith, she's just going to go ask somebody else. Because Jane Smith is just that kind of person. 
right? So getting clear, setting boundaries for yourself, setting boundaries for others. And then number four, (laughs) hold tight. Okay. That's going to be tough. It is going to be challenging. It's not like you do all this and you're like, okay, no, I'm good. Never challenged. Hell, I'm challenged when I'm like, nope, this is what I'm committing to. And then the universe sends something to me and I'm like, oh, but if I just, okay, maybe I'll go work out like a half hour later. And then that my day is fucked. I'm going to tell you right now, everything is messed up. So it's like, no, nope. I am not available from four till 5 p.m. on this day, but 5.15, I can do this, right? Or whatever time. So it's holding tight because I'll tell you, if you make that schedule and I, you know, I had a client like this coaching client. It was so funny. She would, she found it very tough. Now this, we found out this was just a story she told herself, right? Cause if we keep telling ourselves like, this is really hard, it's really hard to keep the schedule. You set the schedule. You're the one who said it. Like, w- listen to what you're, you're telling me. You set that schedule and now you're telling me that that schedule is hard? Like, hold up. What if somebody else was doing it for you? Like, come on, right? As entrepreneurs, as business owners that, you know, people always say, why do you want to start your own business? Well, to control my own schedule, control my income. Okay, well, you the first one, you what? Like, what? Why are you doing this then? So get back to that, right? Get back to holding tight. And it's not that you won't fall off the the rails a little bit. You might, you probably will, but then get back on and commit, right? But if you're constantly like every day, okay, well, I'll just move this today and then I'll just, tomorrow I'll move this. No, 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 no. Because then why did you set the schedule? It's such a waste, like stop wasting time. Stop making excuses. Because that's all they are, are excuses and bullshit stories. So if you truly, truly want to be living in and life, and I I really hope that every person listening, that that is their, their goal and their desire. Because I can tell you living in or life is really sad. It really, really is. Um, and life is, this lifetime is way too short to be living an or life and to have those regrets, to have your kids remember, you know, all the times you weren't there to, you know, have your pets sitting at home all day long while you work 24 hours a day, you know, your partner, whoever it is. Right. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. When, when it's your time to, you know, go wherever you're going to go in the afterlife, no one cares. No one cares about how much money you made, how much you worked. They care about how you made them feel, the impact that you made. And, you know, success to me now is so much different than it was 20 years ago, right? To me back then success was all about money. And now it's like, you know what? Some of the most successful people I know 
are very, very middle-class, middle-class people. And, and I'm going to end with this, um, speaking of a dear friend of mine, um, who passed away about six, seven years ago, um, Blair Stroh, who was married to one of my best friends. And he was, he was, he was so funny. He was a cowboy. Um, he was a roper, you know, not, not a, you know, millionaire. Like you wouldn't look at him and be like, Oh, he's super successful. But I'm telling you right now, when he passed away, there were 1500 people at his funeral. That to me shows what a success in life he was. The amount of people he impacted in his life, the people he cared about. And it wasn't about money. It wasn't about how much he worked. It was about how he made people feel when they were around him. And that to me is all about having an and life. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the HCHC.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at Instagram.com slash the Hustle Culture Hater Club. If you'd like to speak with us, please send us an email through podcast at the HCHC.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to like and subscribe and stay fully up to date. Until next time.